Hello, and welcome to the Sons of Thunder. This week, Sean, John, and Jake approach some of the issues that are facing young men in our culture. So sit back and relax and grab a drink of choice, whether it's a protein shake or a coffee or just a water, and enjoy another week of the Sons of Thunder. Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Sean, Jacob. Wow, that was loud. And you got John. Thundering in. I'm excited for another podcast, okay? Yes. Yeah, turn down that guy's game. Yeah, I'm turning down his game. There's a reason he, he's so close to the microphone. Got his yes. earbuds like Air Bud. Just Air Buddy. Air Buddy. Air Buddy. Do you yeah. guys ever watch those? I don't know if I ever did. It was not my household. You know, you go to some kids' houses and yeah. They'd have like a that kind of basement where you know yeah, yeah, yeah. have the earbuds oh, on. Sure. Or oh my bugs God. life. Yeah, that was yeah. I feel like I was the kid that only watched Veggie Tales. <laughs> you know, I was like the parents like yeah. only showed you the educational videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like when I was sick, all I could watch was like the Magic School Bus. And okay, well, that like I, when I was a kid, I, all I wanted to do was watch Barney. Like when I was really yeah. young. I don't know. I think the Barney stigma hit me in yeah. preschool because everyone was like. He has drugs in his tail. Oh my gosh! All the lies, like that, the was lies. Yeah, that. Like Barney was a sex offender. Yeah, like, that's I, just so the dumb. same three: alcohol in his tail. Yeah. Or he was drunk in the suit. He had drugs in his tail, and he was a sex offender. I, honestly, those rumors are probably still spread yeah, in third grade for the children. <laughs> yeah, Google Barney, and then right after that, it's like sex. Offender. Wait, is it still aired? I wonder if Barney no still aired. Way, man, I, I, I don't even know what network it was on. Yeah. Uh, TPT. TPT. PBS. I used to watch Cyber Chase. That yes. was fun. That Arthur. freaked me out because it had the, the hacker. Yeah. yeah. It had the... It was math. You no. A lot of math. Well, yeah. It was, like, it was always at 3 o'clock and you'd get a headache from school and you come home yep. and there's, there's a damn... The Aflac guy, you know? His yeah. voice is the crazy bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Motherboard. What a weird show. Mother, yeah, Motherboard. Weird. And then... I loved oh I loved and hated Arthur. Yeah, Arthur was good. It was kind of a cult thing, and then I hated DW's character. Oh, I did so not like her. Just a lot of hate coming from you. Yeah, no, my childhood was a festering <laughs> pit of just <laughs> resentment and anger. I was did like, your parents let you like watch Disney Channel and stuff, or am I uh, just like that weird? Mm, well, I mean, like that was a personal choice. I had full yeah. control. I'm not full control, but yeah, I could watch whatever shows I wanted. Nice. I steered away from the, the sweet life and all that kind of stuff. It just wasn't, I, I didn't laugh. I was, I'd be up there like, there's two blonde idiots are just causing mayhem. <laughs> Why? Do you guys ever watch Johnny Bravo? No. No. Johnny Bravo. Do you know that, that was a show or wasn't he a character on like, it was on, no, Johnny that was on Cartoon Network. Like Cartoon Network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah! Shout out to Matt Eric. Schmid and Dan O'Connell for Are Johnny Bravo. Fans of that? <laughs> they, they still watch it. Wow, See, that's so weird. That is, how guys? That is weird. Honestly, some guys who are still into like well, the new age things, like Rick and Morty. Yeah, and it's it's like a whoever created these things marketed them very well. So mm-hmm. they have all <laughs> well, these young. Kids. I think it's so more of a joke because we were like talking about Johnny Bravo the other day because. Actually, Eric. We're talking about Eric. Yeah, he looked like, like Johnny Bravo. Yeah, so we'll, we'll post that picture on Twitter and yeah, Facebook. It'll be a meme. So then we started watching, <laughs> or they started watching a few episodes. But it's funny because I I have a nephew, and I'm like seeing these shows again, like Shrek. He was watching Shrek the other night. 
Oh, yeah. And it just drew me in. I was supposed to meet with my <laughs> sister to plan for... Dude, that's that's television, man. Like, I hate TV, but then you just you find yourself staring at it, and it's, and it's turned off. Oh, yeah. I'll just be in a room alone. I'm it's yeah, weird. Like Shrek, come on now. Shrek is great. Shrek is, yeah. Has Quant done his Shrek Donkey. impression yet? Donkey. I don't know. He he goes through these. And if you get, if you you and listener land remember Will Quant, he was our first guest actually, and that's yes. something we'll never live down. Never ever forget. <laughs> but happiness. He, yeah. <laughs> these he, nights flash by. He goes through these like manic periods of pretending to be a character so like for right after avengers came out he was uh thanos and he's always the villain that's the weird thing he just chooses voluntarily he chooses to wow be the villain. i like like gave him a compliment i'm like you're a good man he's like no i'm not don't say that <laughs> oh i'm a God. bad man yeah he'll do like the corruption and darkness Oh my gosh! He, his goal That's was scary. to corrupt people in SPO. So yes, I, I think it it really worked out for him. What a goon! What a goon! Crazy. Well, we're back another week. Yeah, decompressed from AYD. More like recompressed. Recompressed. Into every other aspect of life. It was a good time. AYD Great was time. like a vacation. It, it was. Dude, it was yeah. a mental vacation. Kinda. It was very fast, but also like I'm so glad you guys are next to me because. The burden was just off of yeah. all of our shoulder. You know, we're stronger yeah. together. Yeah, I mean, so if you, if you guys didn't catch it, we spoke at AYD, and it Arch was and we were in day. the <coughs> men's. Oh, oh my Jake, <laughs> coughing up a lung. But we we spoke in the men's session, and then we proceeded to play heads and tails um, in the big session. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it was fun. It was really fun. We should post I really that video enjoyed to our it. website. I'll yeah, we will break out. It's it's. It's, it's fun. good fun. I threw it yeah. up on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you guys should give it a check it out. Give it a check it out. That's yeah, the video. So we had a hype video that was released on Friday. Mm-hmm. So go check it out. It's on our Facebook and on the website. It only got one like. I think it was Jordan Dick. Well, it had, we, this is Thursday. We haven't released it yet. Oh, okay. We released the promo. That's right, yeah. the promo. Yes. So it's coming. Speaking of shout outs. Yeah, we got to give Will Goodwin a shout out because I slandered him last <laughs> <laughs> I dissed him last podcast with uh Delexi. I I said that I had a ring lady and I take back those words and it's his ring lady <laughs> it's Will Goodwin's ring lady so if you're looking for an engagement ring if the last podcast made, made you want to propose to your wife kind of did I don't have anyone in mind or find a wife yeah maybe you got to get a ring first so this is an unofficial ad for Judy Boyland um, reach out to Will Goodwin. It's Goodwin's birthday on Sunday. Wow. I didn't even say happy birthday. He's, oh, he's humble. <laughs> Except not when it comes to Not when it comes rings. to ring ladies. <laughs> well, I'm going to reach out to him and tell him happy birthday. And I will post his phone number on the website. <laughs> oh, so, man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we love you, Will. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, well, the, I think the Goodwin family has just received the most amount of praise from all of us just yeah jake was his partner in what was that the men's freedom retreat? retreat yeah freedom yeah. retreat yeah we were together we were standing in this it's kind of this uh alcove right next to the saint croix in december of last year and this guy brennan actually brennan robinson from the previous podcast was toying around and as a Floridian, he had no concept of ice. So he just walks right onto this no. tiny alcove and just falls right in. Oh my God. 
Remember that? No. Okay, well, maybe he just I fell. I think I was like, busy talking with Will. We had very good one-on-one conversations. He didn't fall all the way. Maybe it was just one leg, but he tried jumping into the ice, and I just watched and shook my head like, <laughs> boys will be boys. Boys. <laughs> Let sell them boys. Yeah. So he was okay, though. Yeah, he just put his foot in. But also that night, it was December, snow, ice was there. Sean slept outside in his sleep. Oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah. I did yeah. sleep outside. That was, that was a horrible decision because <laughs> my feet were above my head. Oh. And it was just, that was the worst part. Wait, you mean you were like slanted? My, on so, an angle? So when you sleep on the ground, you have to make sure that your head is above your feet. Why? But I didn't, because the blood rushes to your head and you can't sleep. Wait, wait. So you couldn't really sleep. Tell me so this I couldn't again. really sleep. So, so like, if you're on flying flat on the ground, that's well, fine. it's not flat. If you're if you're on like slanted ground, oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought it was flat. I slept with my feet above my head, and it was just the worst. And that I would literally, if I would move my head on the pillow, um, there'd be frost on it. <laughs> <laughs> so talk about the cold side of the pillow. It was freezing. Nice. <laughs> it was so bad, nice. but. Me and um, Eric, sure Eric Brombeck, he was in his hammock like a goon. Oh, my God. Josh Pine. Kieran. Kieran Cummings. Oh, Josh slept outside, yeah, too? Yeah, Josh was oh. out there, too. Was, I, you guys offered it to me, and I was like, I would much prefer. I think I slept, because there were, what, 50, 60 guys in this one cabin. Yeah. It and was, the basement was f- straight out of hell. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was literally. There was 30 guys in the basement. <laughs> All crammed together. The snores, slept it was like a yeah. symphony of snores. It was straight out of uh, like ni- it, it was an unfinished basement from 1910. So you yeah. you can imagine what that looked like and what kind of nightmares emerged from there. Yeah, but you go downstairs and that's then, where they film all the horror movies. Yeah, yeah that basement. <laughs> there was that like untouched corner, but uh, untouched. Yeah, Goodwin's just been a part of the Sons of Thunder. He was your roommate two years ago, Sean. Yeah. Mine a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's your battle buddy. In my um, wedding. He was in your wedding, yeah. Yeah, I forget about that. Yeah. He's a Good guy. Great friend. So yeah. the ultimate shout out to Will Goodman. He, he gets ultimate. probably 10 minutes here. Yeah. It's been three. One of our best listeners. We love you, Will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gave, we gave some shout outs to guys on Twitter, guys and gals on Twitter. Greta Utech, I ran into her. She's like, oh, she, thank you. <laughs> her words, not mine. Yes. Uh, Greta's awesome. But how was the how was the philosophy conference? I want to hear about it. Oh my gosh, it was everything I've ever dreamed. So, have you, you guys know Eric Andre? No. Okay, he's Adult that name Swim. Super familiar. Oh, what? He, yeah, he's like a comedian. He he works with Hannibal Burris, but he runs this hilarious show where that he brings comedians on and he just like tries to clown them and basically reveal their true character. It's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. Well, it's he'll like do random crap like. He'll bring in birds that will like poop on this <laughs> the celebrities, and the room will always be at 110 degrees. So they're just so uncomfortable, and it, it like really gets to show like wow. what these people are like. Dang. And he'll just ask him, and he's so weird. Just look it up. I advocate this, but it, it's really weird. It's because it's Adult Swim, but yeah, he did this one with Jack Black, where he's like they did a, a whip it right before. <laughs> And then Hannibal Burris is hilarious. He's just this crazy what's comedian. A, what's a whippet for our audience? Okay. I don't know what, what a whippet whip is. is when you take a cool whip can, right? You know, like that you put on pie or whatever. If you do it straight up, there's a bunch of chemicals in there that if you inhale it, it yeah. makes you like super high for 15, 30 seconds. It just it murders your brain cells. Yeah. It's worse than like, I don't know, cocaine. It, it's just, wow. it's literally destroying your brain cells and that makes and you feel good yeah. for like 20 seconds and then you just crash 
And in high school, oh. all my friends, not my friends, the hockey guys would do, and like football guys would do a bunch of whippets. <laughs> and like, they just, it, it destroys your brain. But wow. so Jack Black did one on air, and then they tried to rap. And he's like, uh, hot chicken, tell me what I'm missing. Kissing another man while you're working in the kitchen. I, it's hilarious. <laughs> but so, did he actually do the hot chicken rap? Eric did, but then Jack Black was too blazed off of this whippet that he couldn't even do one. So, so that's not that's wow. legal. You can do that. No, I. Okay. I mean, it's it's not cool smart. whip isn't illegal. They're gonna outlaw. So we are not cool advocating whip. for this. No, not no. at all. It's it's idiotic. <laughs> Anyways, it's, it's really dumb. So a bunch of seminarians love Eric Andre, and we love that hot chicken song. And the theme of the conference for me was hot chicken, <laughs> dress up, make money, get connections. Yes, because it, you had basically like the top contenders in Catholic thought from all over the world come. You had so cool. the That's pinnacles awesome. of political science, policy, law, philosophy, theology, all these really smart people that were just like, like if you go back to Monsignor Schlag, they're really successful in the world and really successful in heaven. Well, they're not in heaven. Yeah. But these people who are... They're building their house. They're pious and they're working to build the kingdom of God on earth. That's and it was so awesome. Great. Wow. They talked about Solzhenitsyn, Alexander Solzhenitsyn's works. And his son came. It was really cool. Ignat Solzhenitsyn. Uh, shout out to him if he'll ever cross this podcast. But the Russians are so cool, man. Like, they are just, uh, oh, they blow my mind. This dude spoke English fluently. He just had BDE all up the wall. He'd just be sitting there like, hello, I'm Ignat. <laughs> but he spoke English fluently. He was an orchestra conductor like that's his day what? job that's so sick he's wow. a pianist uh philosopher like they so just do well culture no way so well but the conference was great notre dame's cool it's just such a beautiful place but yeah there's a certain pride in the air there you know like mm. yeah yeah like the intellectual pride yeah yeah and like even again monsignor schlag was like oh yeah there's some conceit there but we were all that way. They just are good at it, you know? They can own up to <laughs> oh, it. Oh, yeah. But I love the conference. That's I, so cool. I want to go back every year of my life. Oh. That's awesome. So it's formatted like this, from 9 a.m. to about 10.30 p.m. Uh-huh. You go to two or three sessions with people who talk. It's called the Notre Dame Center for Ethics and Cultures Conference, and they usually have a, a theme for it. This year is about higher powers and how oftentimes our culture forgets God. Yeah, And that's why it was based on Alexander Solzhenitsyn. But basically, you go to these talks where these people come and they work on this talk for months at a time. They present. Wow. And then you go out into the atrium with all these other people, rub elbows with some big shots, and then they give you free wine and cheese. And it's kind of cool because I think, I don't know if I should be saying this, but Notre Dame didn't card people. And so they'd be like, oh, are you 21? I'm like, well, I'm 22, yes. Do you want proof? And they're like, no, no, we trust you. So I was, like, it's pretty clear they're trying to get rid of the stigma behind the law. Yeah. And so, like, it's, because you go to Europe and there's no real, I, I think it's 16, but they don't really enforce it. over. It's no. 18, doesn't it? Something like that. Something. But, you know, it's to effectively prove that alcohol isn't evil. But, and if you use yeah. it properly as a social lubricant, as a good, like, fruit of the work, no. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands. Because if you don't work the vineyard, it's just vinegar. Mm -hmm. Like the grapes turn sour. Yeah. So it was really cool. Notre Dame 
then you know some guys and gals who are like 20 21 they can still drink in a an ordered fashion you know it's clearly they're not doing it to get blitzed yeah. which is what most underage people in like a bar culture setting you think oh yeah mm-hmm. so i it was pretty subtle cuz they're like oh yes here have some and i'm like mm, yes yeah it's very good so it, it was John a cool. Approves. Yeah. Did I, you enjoy the conversation that you had in the atrium? Yeah. Um, Would you guys like chat about the the talk? Yeah. The talk? You dissect it, and that's it's really cool. Yeah. It, that's partially why they were including the alcohol. It's because it's to it it's as a social lubricant, mm-hmm. and it makes you not to like you know not to be called, dependent on it. Like uh, Jim Leahy's just a bit of liquid courage. <laughs> <laughs> liquid courage. It's that's Is that not, from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, come on, just a little Julie. It's a great, but also a horrible show. Yeah. Anyways, I think Notre Dame does a lot of things well, and that's why they're known for what they do. And they're just yeah. known with a certain level. Uh, it's pretty awesome. That's great. Yeah. It's private, right? It's Catholic. Catholic private. It's, it's, mm. It has a better Catholic identity, I'd say, than St. Thomas, which is... Pretty yeah. they go in the other other yeah. direction, but every mass we went to there in their beautiful basilica had at least fifteen priests at it. No so, way. Yeah, like there's a, a very wow. large clerical presence. Not to say we don't with our seminary, yeah. but I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. And there's a fresh breath of air because Shiza's is kind of hitting the fan over here. Yeah, it is. You can't wear your religion without being mm. kind of was it pilliard? thrown into the stocks yeah do you want to talk about that a little bit shiza going on over here yeah we can hit on it and i think it like saint thomas is a microcosm of our whole culture it's that yeah it's ba- and it made so much sense coming from the conference because solzhenitsyn's line his commencement speech to harvard 1993 was i could read it out or we could print it out but basically he said man has forgotten the higher power and because of that, the personal imperatives that we try to build our culture on are leaving us empty and despairing. Mm. And so all the talks were somewhat related to that, you know, church and state, um, the judiciary, and how to apply morality. And it was like really cool and pertinent to things. And so yeah. coming back to St. Thomas, where I think we've mentioned that there was a uh, powder keg was lit. Wait, what? The No, not really. <laughs> there was no bomb. But basically, <laughs> like the one racist remark lit up this powder keg of, yeah, okay. of injustice yeah, and all that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Literally, I'm trying to speak in sort of a fun tone. But Definitely. basically, yeah, basically, St. Thomas has been super polarized lately. And it's it's tough to see. It's tough to see. It's and hidden. I think that's that's just what is happening to the entire country. Exactly. You know, and that's just, I mean, these are times when we need to find similarities well, to that, join us together. That's the thing. And even at a Catholic institution, we're not touching on God we're touching on spirit and we're Mm -hmm. touching on these things that we're trying to it's what happens when you water things down you water down the higher power and you get yeah this little raindrop I I just I mean like people it's really interesting to see how people um people say oh love is love is the golden rule to love uh, uh, other people but it it is true Mm -hmm. it's very true but but they don't know I mean they don't know that God is love you know, they don't know where oh, it yeah. comes from. Oh, that's, that's you know, a good statement. so if they were to just like jump a little bit farther into, oh, what is love? You know, where does it come from? Why? 
I'm here because of love. I'm here because God thought of me mm-hmm. and loved me so much that I came into existence. Right. I just think it's um, it's not skewed. I mean, these people are they're they're finding something, you know, for yeah. them to say that. I mean, the golden rule is love. I mean, that's a great way place to start, you know. They're searching for it. They're searching yeah. for when it. They you stray know? from God. That's when these things happen. And, and there's no excuse for hate. No, and that's why um, there's been a lot of kind of uproar from the Catholic community saying, "Look." This is one of our central tenets. It is. You, like racism is horrific and unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But so is every other form of injustice, which we have to uphold as well. It's not a double standard. Yeah. Because we get these t- Title IX emails about girls who are being sexually abused on the reg. And it's unbelievable. And working at a bar, I think I've said this before, but. Sorry, I just got a burp in my mouth. It's pretty dry. <laughs> but it's like, and this is, this might come as a shock. It might not, but girls get roofied very routinely oh and it's horrific God. and people don't do anything about it. like people do yeah they hear it but we've taken no action and there's been one remark and it, it's exploded and i think that's a, a beautiful sign because it shows that people are upset righteously at yep. evil but coming from the, st- the catholic standpoint the dignity of every human being needs to be upheld yes, yes. i think I agree with that. I really agree with that. I think the sexual abuse is, is horrible and it should not be upheld. And it's hard because when you're on a college campus, you see what, the, what is, is happening to these men. You know, these men are, I mean, being told you can get what you want. I mean, through, I mean, all of the horrible things of our culture, like all the horrible things like porn. I mean, it's just getting worse and worse. Minnesota passed a law that uh, it connected... <laughs> Ooh, yeah, get that out of there. <laughs> they passed a law recently. It was one of the quickest yeah. bills to go into law. Just amazing at the state level in Minnesota. Last uh, spring, I, and I got my hands on it just a tiny bit, got to touch it with MCC. Shout out. Yeah. But well, good one again. Yeah, well, good one. Which, which law is this? Can you explain? It's a connection between pornography and human trafficking. Yeah. So basically, like if you think about it, the porn stars who are, they're not in there by their own volition. No. And oftentimes it's kind of clear, and it's, and it's upsetting because... I forget what the real statistics were, but it's like there's a higher correlation between viewing pornography and like sexual violence than there is with cocaine and violence. And yeah, it's, and it's and it's all in the brain. I, I went to the fight the new drug. Yeah, talk and it was so good. It was so good because, I mean, he explained it like por- he. This was kind of his statement: porn is bad, um, and he explained it not in a religious sense. Like this is bad. He, he they, talked aren't about they like Mormons or something. I think they were started by Mormons, yeah. yeah. But he talked about the brain, and they literally showed two brains, and they were able to tell which one, which guy or, girl or whatever brain looked at porn and which one didn't. And they, they showed that it changes. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Burry talked about how men younger and younger are starting to get Viagra. Like what? Yeah, because yeah, they the, watch so much the pornography. Dysfunction. You just get they, like incontinent. Yeah, incontinent. pretty much. Like he says, sales for people in their late twenties, early thirties have spiked tremendously that, because that's depressing. They so much that is so. <laughs> if you're gonna be using Viagra for seventy years of your <laughs> damn life, oh my that's gosh. sad. That's really sad. Well, I was having this conversation with one of my uh, representatives. I forget his name, but he's from whatever district forty four C or whatever. Yeah, and. So he's like, yeah, I understand human trafficking is wrong, but like he, he he wanted me to kind of flesh out why pornography played into that. And so wow. there's this example from our hometown, Chanhassen, where it was like while we were in high school, Jake, I think we were juniors or seniors. What happened? 
Okay, so the principal of Chanhassen, who's making well over 120 grand a year, right? Like he's got a lucrative job. You yeah. Know, he's probably yeah. got some higher education. He has two sons or two children at the high school. Okay. He's got good family, good wife, good money. He should be living the, the suburban dream, right? Yeah. Turns out he's got a huge cache, a huge storage of child pornography on his computer. There's just like files and thousands of files. And people are like, what the F? Yeah. So his question was like, how does that happen to... He, and he's like, I knew this guy. He was a good dude. Mm-hmm. How does this happen? And unfortunately, that's just how pornography works. Yeah. It's, it's dopaminergic. It's not related to serotonin. Yep. Serotonin, that neurochemical neurotransmitter, it's associated with sex because you're with a subject. Yep. And it's more oriented towards your feeling and happiness. Do- dopamine, that's stuff like sugar, cocaine, and it's, um, well, people can say sex too, but basically when you look at, it's more object oriented. Yep. So when you do porn, you get more of a psychological addiction yep. and more of a like physical addiction in your brain because it's so powerful. And yep. especially like the, the actual, the orgasm itself is so addicting for men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what it does, is it shuts off part of your amygdala yep. because lose your stress. you lose your stress. And that's yep. so negatively reinforcing to a guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. The serotonin, that's the, the drug that is released. Is it a drug? Yeah. That's the, the drug that is released when a woman has her baby. Yeah, that and oxytocin. That, it's a yeah. connective drug, the, right? Yep. Oxytocin Body. and serotonin. Oxytocin. Yep, so that's it's a connecting drug. So when you're having sex with a, a physical partner... Subject to subject. S- subject to subject, your your brain is actually connecting. When you hug someone, a little bit of serotonin yeah. is released. So when you have a physical interaction, your brain releases some, and then it feels it, and then it gets it back. You know, because humans, the hormones, we don't... Fully That's understand. why breakups are so hard because it's they are. personal, man. Like yeah. you, you give your heart and you physically give part of your body to You do. And then the but the thing with porn is that um there's no other subject. So your brain is releasing this serotonin. Oh, they're trying, is, but they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your brain is confused. It's like, oh, oh, all of my other like I'm being stimulated. Mm-hmm. I'm releasing this thing, but I'm not getting anything back. Let me try to release some more. Mm-hmm. So your your brain is trying to connect with this screen. Mm. And it's releasing more and more and more and more. And that's why, um, like, the this is what they said in Fight the New Drug. Mm-hmm. The, the hard porn 20 years ago is soft porn now. Today. Today. And, exactly. And it's they never said, enough. W- bringing back to sexual, like, um, sexual abuse, they said the top 10 watched porn videos have, um, like, show violence against women. Mm-hmm. And are violent. It's yeah. It's never enough. And to get back to the bill, that's what it does. It's because it, it connects. First, you go to that. Um, it, it connects these guys who are addicted to porn. And they want more. Yeah. And then they go out to a prostitute. And then they go out to. And pretty much, you know, you're you're like straight within the ring of uh, sex trafficking. And the bill itself, to do, do, got it right here. Bill SF twenty five fifty four or HF twenty nine sixty seven. I love our bicameral legislature. States that publicly recognizing the link between pornography and human trafficking. It, uh, it also directs fines collected for the offenses of child pornography and the dissemination and display of harmful materials to minors to the Safe Harbor Program. Wow. And that was the key. It was basically that uh, this thing that already exists, Safe Harbor Program. Yeah. A program that actually assists human trafficking victims. So the girls, that's the sad thing is that most of these prostitutes who are, well, not prostitutes, but these victims of human Sex trafficking were taken from God knows where, Eastern Asia, yeah. Central, 
wherever these these people pick them up, they are often the ones under our jurisdiction, under our law right now. They're the ones penalized. And that's the sad part. The guy gets away free. That's so so Safe Harbor program that's already instituted and has been for a while, they're just going to allocate some more funds to this link itself. And that's what the cool part was. It's that you're getting to the root. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. We're doing I it. mean, it's just so sad to God's see. doing good work. I know, yeah. He's doing amazing work, but it's just so sad to see where, like how far the industry has come. You know, they say for every film that is filmed in Hollywood, like what, like 200 porn videos are I made? got some stats right here. It says, yeah, it, oh, is, it is just, I mean, it's so relevant in our culture. Get this. Every second, $3,000 is spent on pornography and 28,258 people view it. Every oh day, every, every second, every second, every second, every 39 minutes, a new pornographic video is made. And it's, um, the thing Ugh. that I really, um, hate about it is it's, um, yeah, there's so much loneliness in it. There's so much shame and loneliness and you feel alone after you've committed. Well, um, even from like a, if you guys watch Jordan Peterson, he covers this topic. He's like, yeah, he's like, you're not a winner if you masturbate. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> the act like, of it. If you evolutionarily... You're not a winner. No, there's no <laughs> reproduction. Yeah, and so if you like, you know, if you don't even believe in a god or a soul, like I'm, I'm sure that kind of shame of losing comes into play. Like, yeah. Oh, geez. Even Louis C.K. A, yeah. A staunch atheist mm. and an ass. He's like, yeah, I just I feel bad after doing it. And yeah. Like, well, no. Shiza, Sherlock, yeah. your soul is hurting. Yeah, and it's mm. just, it's the the lie that we believe is that we're alone and that we're struggling with this alone. But you guys have to know that you're not alone. Yeah, that's true. That so many men struggle with this, that so many men have beaten this, mm-hmm. have conquered this. It's, mm-hmm. it's through grace and it, communion. So much grace and accountability. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. When we were that's at, a huge one. Um, AYD, a young man came up to me and was wondering how, um, how he over, what could overcome porn. And oh, really? Yeah, it was pretty powerful. And I, I just remember telling him, you, you have to find guys that love you, that find guys that, that know that it's a problem. Because I remember my friends, and I mean, just being in the locker room, everyone would joke about oh, it. Yeah, it was a joke, like, hey, oh, did you jerk off last night? I mean, it, it just sickens me. So I told him, find men that know that it's a problem like you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, Definitely. And keep each other accountable. I, I know people that, Give each other passwords to phones or and blocks. Or nightly texts. Like, hey, nightly texts, accountability partners. Covenant eyes. Covenant eyes. Send it. I mean, attach your mom to that. Oh, attach gosh. your mom to covenant eyes, and I guarantee <laughs> you will never look at, search anything <laughs> bad. Well, they say, yeah, I, I would totally echo that, Sean. It's the accountability part. And what is that adage? It's like you are the personalities of your five best friends. And I think it's key yeah. to have... Jesus be one of those friends. So the more time you spend in front of the Blessed Sacrament, the more time you spend with God in prayer, the more that these kind of trivialities and these little frivolous pursuits of the pleasures, just they don't add up, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I think you hit on a good point, John, because oftentimes we can make it like the struggle against porn on our own accord and forget that what we're really doing it for mm-hmm. is we try to do it on our own efforts. And so the more time you spend with God, the more perspective you get, like, all right, why do I really not want to masturbate? Is it just because I feel yeah. gross after, or is it because I know that it's not right? Uh-huh. And I know that God's calling me on to better things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think 
I think a part of the shame is that we, um, when we watch porn, we use, we use the women and our, our goal that God gave us in life is to uphold the dignity of women, Mm -hmm. to protect women. So when we watch porn, we're using these women and we're hurting these women Mm -hmm. and, and it's not helpful. I have this, um, quote right here from fight the new drug. I mean, when you watch porn, you're taught that the goal of a man is to support, subordinate the woman. Hmm. And that, that is sadly what is happening in our culture with the sexual harassment at the bars, with the roofies, with the title nine racist stuff too. And then, and then the victim, and we're saying that this is all bad, but it starts with the man. It starts with the man knowing who they are, knowing that they need to protect these women, to uphold the dignity of these women, and to know that there's actually a woman behind whatever they're watching. Yeah. So, John, you mentioned how um, it leads to racism, too. Do you want to hit on that? Yeah. I mean, you cannot compartmentalize evil. That's yeah. that's a total lie. And you can't structurally get rid of it either, which yeah. is what I've been witnessing. And I think it's good that they're taking initiative as a university. I want to commend St. Thomas for all the ways that they're trying to actually become more multicultural yeah. because it's very good. Heck, that's what we should be doing. We should be embracing our differences. It is. It's very Catholic. First, recognizing that we are all sons and daughters of God. And like that's Catholic teaching. It is. Number one, you know, love the Lord your God as, what is it, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and all your strength. And then love your neighbors yourself. Yeah. Your, your gay neighbor, your straight neighbor. You mm-hmm. know, we cannot, I can't judge because I'm, no. I'm just as broken. That's the thing. It's like yeah. I get wary of these structural changes because it does nothing to affect the heart of the person. Yeah. It, it does not root out evil. And you know what it does? It's it's grace and it's mercy because if we want it, which like that's no structure compelling you to change is going to make you change. That's yeah. just not how it works. That That's what Solzhenitsyn wrote about time and time again. He memorized 9,000 lines of prose to write the gulag no, actually no he didn't memorize the gulag archipelago but he memorized 9,000 lines of prose for this one book by just doing rosary beads over and over again he would he wasn't Catholic he was Greek Orthodox but he made the, like these Catholics from Latvia make him these beads so he could memorize it and it's like that's wow. how you get rid of evil yeah. it's a personal endeavor it is. and it's these giant steps that these small men take and it's for me it's this. It's the Saruman mindset versus the Hobbit mindset. It's Saruman mm-hmm. and Gandalf. Saruman from Lord of the Rings would always say, it takes great men and it takes great action to get rid of evil. You know, his yeah. thought was, if I can have the ring, I can get rid of evil. But what does Gandalf and what does Frodo do? They, It's small, courageous, meek actions. It's the most unlikely character in all of Lord of the Rings, a tiny yeah. Hobbit from yep. the Shire. And that's the saints. That's they did the, the extraordinary things. That's Jesus. They did the ordinary things extraordinarily Ex- well. Exactly. And yep. so that's, that's our Christ. That's the anointed one. It's, he died uh, a, a burglar's death. He died yep. broken. He comes to us in the form of what people consider bread. It's like, holy crap, look at that humility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're here trying to do these triumphant changes and... Come on, as a Catholic institution, we're forgetting that. Yeah, we're forgetting the heart of the matter. Yep. So that's why it's God in, coming full circle. Yeah, what you said earlier in that quote. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad we touched on the 
on these issues that are affecting men, whether it's your your heart's uh, it's festering with injustice, mm-hmm. and I, that that's the key. It's it's not them. It's it's you. It's yeah. me. And it's I mean people. So people that are listening to this that think that they're above it or have conquered porn, um, I think we can just say that. Just don't be naive. Just know that this is an issue that yeah, a lot of out, people, man. Watch mothers out that pride. are li- mothers that are listening to this. I mean, people. A lot of people struggle with this, mm-hmm. and it's a, and it's a huge struggle. So I'd say, I mean, reach out to people. Be an accountability partner. Like, reach out to your sons or your brothers, and like the thing that helps the most is to know to bring it to the light. You know, because Satan works in the cracks. Once you bring it to the light, everything. I mean, look at our church healed. right now. Yes. Look at all the crap they've been dusting under the rug for decades, and how yep. it just boiled into this disgusting pit. That and it's in the cracks. No one is left untouched by. No. You know, that's the thing. It's they thought, I'm never. This is not going to reach the light of day. Boom! You're in a. You're in this manifesto. Forty years down the road, that's yep. going to end up putting so many people in just horrible positions. Yeah. So, big thing, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Innocence and purity, they're virtues, but naivety is not. Uh-huh. You can't be naive about evil. No, you can't. And in, at the end of your life, I mean, God is the judge. He's yeah. the judge. And the 21 Pilots song rings in my head. I mean, you're the judge. That's, that's it, you know? And he's a harsh judge, but he's a good judge, and he'll give you what you want. So if at the end of your life you've chosen a certain path, he, he's going to give it to he'll you. He'll give you what you want. And, and, and if you've chosen to abide by his rules and love, others mm-hmm. he will give you that life yeah you, it's like for me i'm speaking to myself i can't judge can't judge vice because it's you don't know what it's it's vicious yeah and so in fact you we can't really pity sin or feel comfortable for it but you pity the person yeah you know you say look man i've been there i'm there currently let's get out of here that's what the sons of thunder were about it's about yeah, yeah. joint action accountability come together accountability we're gonna wrap up right here pretty quickly but that yeah i mean I have so many logs in my eye that when you notice a, a splinter in another, it shouldn't be divisive. It should be, look, I'm let's get this out together. Yeah. yeah. Let's get this out together. So, I mean, for those of you guys listening on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, there are fight the new drug talks this, really um, these days. So this is released on Monday. So Monday, November 12th, 7:30 PM at Cannon Falls high school. It's a parent and adult only fight the new drug talk. I, I went to it and it is just amazing because um, it's just a really new perspective on porn. And it's not like sl- slapping your knuckles with a ruler. They actually mm-hmm. give you scientific evidence of why it's wrong. Right. And it's, and it's very, very good. And then Tuesday, November 13th at Lake Middle School in Woodbury. These are all in Minnesota. And then Wednesday, the, the 14th at Hill Murray High School. And are these open to everyone? These are open to everyone. Okay. So, um, God bless America, man. Yeah. I don't know why people are so upset with our nation. Our nation is the best. It is. We have a place where we can speak our minds. We can be free. We can fight. It's a lot of responsibility. We have a lot of rights. Yeah. We've got even more responsibilities. Yeah. Great power comes with great responsibility. And so, mm-hmm. yes, man. So, we got to root this out within ourselves first. Definitely. Reach Definitely. out to us on Twitter, Facebook. Um, you know socials and if you like this podcast give us a give us a comment or, yeah, uh, or like us on guys. and if you don't like it just don't bother with it it's okay we might do a Q&A coming up yep yep that'd be great that'd be good but thanks for joining us guys 
We appreciate your time. This is Sean. This is Jacob. And John. Checking out. Cheers. Thunder.